Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Date Yourself Radio. So a few months ago, I met today's guest at a local networking event here in Dallas, and I invited her onto the show almost immediately because, well, for one, she works for an online dating company that I'm sure you've heard of, but she also has an incredible blog where she beautifully and eloquently shares her dating experiences. And I've already included some of her, my, or my favorite posts in the show notes, which are at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 41. That's number four one. But she's also going to share some of those stories here on the show today too. And towards the end of the interview, Emma shares a pretty raw in real time. She honored a boundary with someone. And I want you to listen really, really closely because I know sometimes it might feel a little hard to honor boundaries, to ask for them to be met or for them to be honored, protected. And a lot of times it's because women say that they're too scared to say something or to feel something because they may come across as a bitch or perhaps as too much, or usually the worst fear is the fear of getting rejected if they speak up for what they want. So instead of giving you some questions to consider for today's interview, like I normally do in the intro, just you know, consider for you what some of your boundaries are and when maybe you haven't stuck up for yourself. And I want you to consider that as you listen into Emma's story. And I'm not going to tell you what happened when she did speak up for herself, but the insight that she came away with it is so, so powerful. And I want you to hear it. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right in. I'll see you there. 
All right, everyone. Hello and welcome back to the show. And I've got Emma Golden with me today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. So hello, Emma. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. Hi, it's so good to be here virtually. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to uh, just introduce my audience to you and just or actually other way around introduce you to my audience and just share a little bit about your story and um, what you do in the online space. I'm just super excited. So let's just start it off with that. Tell us a little bit about who you are and um, kind of your story of uh, what you do. Okay. Um, so I am a 29 year old perpetually single woman. Um, (laughs) I live in Dallas, Texas, and I work for a very super duper well-known, um, online dating site. And, um, I just started working there about three months ago. So it's kind of new, but, um, I, I, I've been writing my blog for the past I think it's been like six and a half years now. And, um, I wouldn't say that my blog is not a dating blog per se. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of all over the place and whatever is top of mind for me that day and kind of what I'm, what I feel like writing, but it just so happens that because I've been single for such a long period of time, I, you know, I'm gathering all this material and all these stories from, these men that I meet and the dates that I go on and the situations that I get myself into that, um, sometimes they serve as really successful blog posts for me. Um, I would say that mm-hmm. anytime that I, anytime that I've written about a horrible date, it, it, it goes really, it goes over really, really well on my blog because people really relate to that. So, yeah. um, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of my story yeah. in a very condensed nutshell. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I love your blog and we're going to link to your blog on the show notes for sure. So people can, um, you know, just quickly access that. Um, but just a little, um, can you just tell a little backstory, like what inspired you to start the blog? Um, so I've, I've always been a writer. Um, I've always written and, and, any format than you can think of. Like I used to do, um, I used to create PowerPoint presentations when I was <laughs> a kid because <laughs> I learned how to, you know, like the very, um, basics of Microsoft office when I was younger. And I just have always kind of had this creativity and I didn't really have an outlet for it. Um, when I, you know, I majored in journalism when I went to college Um, and I took Mm -hmm. creative writing and I did stuff like that. But when I graduated in 2009, the economy was so horrible that I, I basically took the first job that was thrown at me. And Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't, I didn't even know that copywriting was a thing. Like I did not know that that was a thing you could do in, in the advertising world. I mean, so this I don't is before know, Mad I mean, Men came out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I wasn't watching that, and my yeah. I went to um, school at University of Kansas, and they have an amazing journalism school, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it's not very focused, so that was just not it was never an emphasis. So mm-hmm. um, I in about in 2010, I was in this sales job and just like all oh, this pent up creativity, and I had toyed with the idea of starting a blog before, but I didn't know 
I never knew what the premise was going to be. I, I didn't know kind of what my focus would be or, um, you know, what I would write about. Like, I just, I had no idea, but I just knew I needed to start writing something. So I just signed up for blogger and started my blog and it was so, so terrible at first. Like, <laughs> it was awful. Um, I think I remember you had a post about poop or something, right? Yes. (laughs) Like for example, my, my second post ever on my blog in March of 2010 was text messages, um, back and forth between my best friend and I about Starbucks's brand new Trenta size and just making like all these poop jokes about how much coffee you were going to drink and what it was going to do to your system. Like that's a much blog one. So it's come a really long way. And I, yeah. So I have, um, I have some installments on my blog that are, um, you know, there's like volumes of them and it's something that I try and do every few weeks. Um, but then I also have tons of one-off posts that it's not a part of like a series or anything like that. It's just, I come up with these new ideas, um, Mm -hmm. and, and I write about them. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, and so I know that you were in a, a longer term relationship and that ended. So did that, like, how did that work into your blog? Like, I'm just curious how your dating and relationships and all that kind of stuff has been infused into your blog. Um, so I have a rule about my blog. If mm-hmm. I am actively dating you, I will not write about you. Mm-hmm. Like that's a yeah. hard, fast rule. Um, I just like, I think I think guys find out that I have a blog and some of them get freaked out. But, um, and I say to them, there's no reason to freak out. The only reason, the only way that you're going to end up on my blog is if you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you, if you pull one over on me, you probably will end up on my blog, but I never say (laughs) your name. I never like put a picture of a guy. Like only people who know who I'm referring to, if I write Mm -hmm. about the guy is the guy himself. And obviously my friends and family, but like the general public obviously has no idea. It's just a story that I'm like, can you believe this happened to me? So, um, I can't even remember the first time that I, I wrote about, um, dating or guys on my blog. I think it Mm -hmm. might've been, it probably was earlier than this, but four years ago. So in 2012, I had, the worst, still to this day, the worst date of my dating career. And I posted about it. And I think, I, I think that is the first time that I legitimately wrote about dating on my blog. And I saw how it blew up. Like I've never, yeah, I bet it's yeah, I've never had that kind of reaction to a post before. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Like maybe this is something that I need to be doing more often. Mm-hmm. What was the date? What was, what made it? So um, my God. So <laughs> I know my, I know my listeners are like asking this in their head. So like, I have to ask you, yeah, uh, <laughs> I know but, them well, very this well. This, it's like one of my favorite stories to tell. Okay, um, good. <laughs> so I, I met this guy at a dog park and I know that sounds like really so classic. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, you went at a dog park and your dogs are playing. No, I, I didn't talk to him. My sister's friend was with us and she thought that he was really hot and that I should talk to him. So she kind of started like warming him up for me, but I looked so heinous. Like I was in no 
kind of situation to be meeting anyone that I maybe was going to go on a date with. I mean, I was in, I I don't think I showered in a few days. My hair was on top of my head, (laughs) no makeup, like workout stuff. And I'm not like some girls look really cute like that. I'm not one of those girls. So, um, I, so long story short, we end up talking and he's kind of like, well, I guess I should get your number because that seems to be what your friend wants me to do. Um, and he was this really tall, dark, handsome, like Egyptian guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we got my number and we ended up going out. We went on a first date and it was just drinks, which I am a really big component of that, especially mm-hmm. with, you know, all the dating apps and online dating. I just think that, I just think that you shouldn't commit to a full dinner date until, yeah. you know, like you can, you can always turn it into dinner, but once you commit to dinner, you can't really back out of it. Yeah, so I'm a, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Sure. So we went and got drinks and it was great. And the conversation was really good and it was a really fun time. So I accepted a second date with him. Mm-hmm. So the second date, the entire day, all the way up until the date, it was this back and forth over text. Like he couldn't figure out a plan and he was asking me too much to weigh in, which I have a thing about that. I'm just, you know, like I, I can be a very, um, dominant person, but when it comes to dating, I, I want the guy to take the reins and I want, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning, I want him to say, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. I'm picking up at this time. Yay. I can't wait. Uh, And he was kind of relying on me a little too much to weigh in Mm -hmm. and, just going back and forth, back and forth. And then said something about me driving out to him. And I'm like, what? No. And so finally we make some sort of plan and I go home, I get ready. He is 30 minutes late. Um, Mm -hmm. but with no explanation and no acknowledgement of him being 30 minutes late. Like he didn't even, yeah, he didn't even, he didn't acknowledge it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm late. Deal with it. Kind of an attitude. And he texted me that he was downstairs. So I'm like, okay. Um, and I opened the door to my apartment and I can hear this house music. Like, like it's so loud. It's, it's almost shaking my entire apartment complex. And it's like, like literally as though you're in a nightclub and I'm thinking to myself, please, 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 please don't let that be him. Please don't let that be him. And I walked down and of course it is him coming out of his car. And he has this like super, what he thinks is a a sexy sports car in powder blue. And he's obviously very proud of it. And he gets out of the car and gives me a hug and says, Hey buddy, which I'm like, what? Buddy, what? This is our second date. And I got in the car and immediately texted my best friend and said, I hate him. <laughs> um, and then he said, the first thing that he says once we get in the car is, so what do you, what do you want to do? And I'm like, are you kidding me? We literally have been doing this for eight hours today and you still don't have a plan. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so I live in, in, I kind of live in the city in Dallas. Like it's the cool area. Mm -hmm. He lives in the suburbs. So he doesn't really know the city that well. That's fine. But it's kind of like, if you're going to take a girl on a date down in the city, then do your research, ask around, figure out some place to go. Yeah. Yeah. So he can do that. And so we ended up going to the mall 
to eat at Kona Grill inside the mall. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, as a second date. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he he suggested that, but I'm just like, this is a second date. I'm I'm in no position like I mean, looking back now, four years later, I, I, I probably would have gotten out of the car and been like, you know what? This is not going to work out. Yeah, um, yeah. But I did it because I was young and stupid. So we go. Well, to you Kona- have a good story now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go to Kona Grill and um, we go up to the bar and he asks what I want to drink. And I tell him a vodka soda or something. And he turns around to order it and then is and then says, hang on, wait, I think that reverse happy hour starts in like 10 minutes. And the guy in front of him says, Oh yeah, man, it does. So my date takes the the drink menu he's holding and kind of, he kind of like dramatically flings it just like, Oh, well screw that. Like we're waiting to get cheaper drinks. Oh my um, gosh. So we go sit down at a table and I'm sitting there and, and I say to him, and am I really not allowed to get a vodka soda? And he is like, I mean, yeah, you can, you can get whatever you want. It's just, I mean, the happy hour, the happy hour prices are way cheaper. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So I ended up ordering this disgusting house margarita. So gross. And I was just in the worst mood. Like, what am I doing? This is so terrible. Our conversation was awful. Like just not clicking at all. I could tell he wasn't even interested in anything I was saying. So then the plan was to go to a movie. So we go to the movie. It was Ted. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And it's it's funny. I mean, like it's a funny movie and he's, we sit in the theater and he has his arm around me for pretty much the duration of the movie. And, um, every time that I laughed out loud, he covered my mouth with his hand. What? Yeah. Like he was embarrassed about how loud my laugh was and, and literally oh stifled my laughter. Oh yeah. My so, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was really awful. And I like, needless to say, we get in the car after, and I think we maybe talked about getting drinks after the movie. And I had never to this day pulled the whole, Oh, I'm so tired. I, I really just want to go home thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said that to him and he just, he was in disbelief. He couldn't believe that I, we weren't going to stick to the plan and I didn't want to hang out with him more. And I made him take me home. And that was that. And what's really funny is that I see him at the gym, my gym, we go to the same gym. Uh-huh. So like four years later, I'm still seeing this guy and we do not make eye contact with each other. Like I, <laughs> I will not even like, I just have so little respect for this person. I, will not look him in the face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So that date, and I wrote all about that on my blog and Uh that was like just the response that I saw to that, I think kind of it, a light bulb went off in my head four years ago. And I was like, like, I guess, you know, I mean, it's having a, having a blog, like I do, it's, you have to make the commitment to, put yourself out there and, um, I don't know, just really commit to letting people in on your life. I mean, you don't have mm-hmm. to give names and you can obviously leave out details here and there, but I, you know, I don't have, it's not like a fashion blog or a cooking blog or there's not, mm-hmm. 
it's very, um, I don't, I always butcher this word niche, 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 niche or niche. I've heard both. I don't know. Okay. I don't know which one's actually correct. I, <laughs> I think know. they both are. <laughs> writer, I should know, but I don't, but that's what my blog is. Like you, I, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you got to sit there and read it. And a lot of people with, you know, attention spans nowadays, it's like they don't want to have to sit there and read it. So you want to give them something, um, you know, worth reading. And so yeah. that's, I love to turn, I like to turn my life into stories, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I can even, you know, just listening to your story, um, obviously I don't have the exact same date type of situation, but there are men that I've gone on dates with that come to mind just on how little respect they showed for me. Um, which obviously this guy had no respect or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, respect is definitely something, but also he just had no sense of like what you were thinking or feeling, um, on the date at all. So, I mean, I can just relate to that. And I know a lot of the women in my community will too. So we'll definitely link to that post. If you can dig into the archives, I'd love to put that one on the show notes. (laughs) If not, then I'll just, (laughs) you will just, they'll just find it on your, on, on your blog themselves. Um, uh, so I have a question about the date before, and then I have a couple other questions, but, um, what, so the first date seemed like it was really fun and great conversation. What do you think changed between date one and date two? I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I have no idea because, you know, we, it, we weren't physical on date one. I mean, mm-hmm. we kissed goodnight, but mm-hmm. you know, it was that that's it. And, um, I, I, it stumps me. I have no idea. Maybe he was just a a lot of what I, the harsh realization that I've come to in the past however many years of, so I've been, I've been very single since I was 23. Cause I had, I had a three-year college boyfriend and then we broke up for good when I was 23. So it's Mm -hmm. been, I guess it's been about six years of, you know, I've had boyfriends here and there, Um, and I had one for about 10 months. So that was like my longest one since, um, the college guy. But what I'm realizing is that when they say that someone's true self doesn't come out for two or three months, I mean, that is, Mm -hmm. it it is so true. Yeah. Um, because anyone can be nice for two months, like, and (laughs) it sucks. And so, um, And I mean, that guy, it's like, yeah, he, it didn't even take, it took him one, the the second date he was showing his true colors. Um, so it's, it, I hate that I have to be so on guard. Um, I hate it because that's not me. I just want to be myself right off the bat. And I'm, I'm always wanting to give guys the benefit of the doubt and just, you know, I have this habit of diving in and getting really excited before I really know who this person is. And it's, it goes against like everything in my chemical makeup to slow down, but I'm really mm-hmm. like for where I am now, I'm really trying to slow down because it seems like all these stories, like all the stories that I've written on my blog, this, this shit's happening about two to three months in that I'm like, Oh wow, you're actually a terrible person or, Oh my gosh, you have really intense hangups that don't mesh with my hangups. And yeah. you know, I just, I could not have seen this, you know, a month or two ago. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I mean, that's, it's so hard and there's, there's no like, you know, 
oh, do this and there's, you'll have a foolproof strategy. I mean, the only, you know, one thing that I do with the women in my community and my clients is just, I am a yoga teacher in addition to coaching. So I kind of infuse a little bit of yoga into my coaching with just, you know, cultivating intuition and getting a sense of, you know, where you are in relation to the other guy and what they're like. But, you know, again, it's not, it's not perfect. It's not foolproof. There's really nothing that can be, um, foolproof at all. So yeah, I totally, I totally hear you on that. Um, so I know that during these six years of dating, you've learned a lot about yourself and I'm just curious, what are some either just lessons you've learned or just other experiences that you've had that have been um, particularly formative for you? Um, I, so I'm still learning. I'm learning. Oh, we're always all learning. (laughs) Oh yeah. With, with every guy that I date, I seriously learn something new, which is kind of awesome and kind of awful. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly awesome. (laughs) Mostly awesome. Yeah. But, um, I, I definitely learned that you, that saying that, um, you're, you get what you put up with, um, Mm -hmm. or you, what is that saying about like, um, being treated the way that you want to be? Well, so my, my motto or tagline for my business is treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Yes. That, that, (laughs) and I'm not even, I mean, it just so happens that that is your tagline. And I, I do remember reading that before. I just couldn't remember exactly how it was phrased, but that is something that I, I, uh, still, I'm still trying to practice because it's mm-hmm. so easy to, it's so easy to get caught up and make excuses and rationalize behavior and yeah. because you just want something to work so bad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just out, you, you're putting yourself out there and trying so, so hard, um, to find something that works for you. And so, but the older that I've gotten and the more guys that I've met, I just, it's like, I know what I, I know I'm willing to put up with a lot, but it's all about having your non-negotiables. And Mm -hmm. I think just like the more you date and the more you go along with life, you really start to understand what you absolutely will not tolerate and what you're, what you're like, okay, I mean, I could probably do without this, but it's not a deal breaker. And I think that is a constant uh, it's a constant lesson that like reteaches itself all the time with every yeah. guy I meet. Um, so yeah, I just, and you know, my best friend is, she's kind of like my Oracle and she, um, she really tries to like get ahead of a situation for me and, and try and find flags for me before, you know, I get in too deep. But like you said, there is no foolproof way to, approach that. So I think it's just like going into any dating situation, knowing, um, what you're okay with and what you're absolutely not okay with and being true to yourself and really sticking to that and not letting someone get away with something that like, you know, deep down you're not okay with. Yeah, definitely. And something you said, um, a minute ago really resonated with definitely, my own dating story, but I think a lot of the women in the community that, um, just an example. So, you know, a lot of the women in my community get really frustrated with all of the texting back and forth. They'd rather either just have the guy schedule a date or plan a date or have a phone conversation at least, but just the constant texting can be very emotionally draining, not to mention time consuming. 
And, um, and they just get frustrated and they're really, really frustrated by this. And I'm like, okay, well, have you ever asked for the phone conversation or said you don't like texting and you'd rather talk on the phone or have meet over coffee or something? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, you know, he can't read your mind. And that's kind of like what dating culture is, especially with online dating, especially apps that are like kind of like texting anyways, it's easy just to feed into the texting. Um, so, you know, just, I, I think you said something like perpetuating the, I don't remember what, exactly what you said, but, um, just wanted to, um, to, to point, to point that out. Um, so I would, I would, um, love to hear a little bit, and I don't know if you want to share and if not, that's fine. Um, but you know, I know that you ended a relationship or someone that you liked because of a non-negotiable without sharing details. Like what, I mean, what was that like for you? <laughs> or you can uh, share details if you want. It's totally up to you. <laughs> um, it was awful. It sucked. Yeah. Like it sucked. Um, because it's a non-negotiable for me. It, it, but it's, that does not mean that it's non-negotiable for lots of other people, but right. I know that it is for me. And I know what I need to feel fulfilled in a relationship and feel the closest that I possibly can to someone. And mm-hmm. we just reached this impasse and you know, what's interesting is that it started, and this is a relationship that I ended like a month ago and it, and we were great. It was, um, it was butterflies and rainbows for, I'd say like a month and a half. And the last, the last two weeks leading up to us breaking it off, I started to, I started to pick up on things. Mm -hmm. Um, the rose colored glasses, it kind of, they kind of started falling off a little bit and I was seeing some stuff, but, um, nothing that, nothing that I was willing to end the relationship over, but then we reached this impasse and it's actually started out as, as this non-negotiable, but it was the way he handled it being a non-negotiable for me Mm -hmm. that put the nail in the coffin. Um, and actually one of my non-negotiables. So it ended up being like a double non-negotiable because it was this one thing. But then my other non-negotiable on top of that is I cannot be with someone who can't handle conflict. And yeah. a lot of people can't like conflict. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's hard. It's really awkward. Um, but it's true what they say that you can really tell a lot about a person by the way that they fight. And I have just been with too many guys who kind of they don't fight. They throw their hands up. Um, they give up right away or they want to brush things like big things under the rug and, you know, just table it for later. And that's okay in some circumstances, but when it's something really big and, you know, we're not communicating and, you know, you go into like defensive attack mode, that's not, you cannot treat your partner like that. And that's essentially what, he did. He didn't want to deal with it. And he kind of turned it on me to make me feel, you know, bad and crazy Mm -hmm. and awful for something that I shouldn't feel at all. Um, and he just, he, he got really hurtful and he literally walked away from the situation, like extricated himself from the situation because he didn't want to deal with it. And, um, you know, the next morning when he realized that it wasn't going to be something that, we were just going to gloss over and it, it, and make it a non-issue. I think that's when he turned off and was like, I'm not like, 
I like this girl, but not enough to, um, fight for it or really like talk it out and hear her out. And, um, it just got, it just got ugly. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, I, I think like, again, like I said, I think it's, it's just really hard because you, as a single person dating around, you go through all like just all this crap and mm-hmm. you just want some, like something's got to give like, Oh my gosh, please. I just want something to work. <laughs> Why does it always have to be something? And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely now like a month later where I am, I'm a lot better, but the first week or two for sure, I was really broken up and you know, you have moments where you sit there and you're like, am I crazy? Like, should that not be non-negotiable? You know, like, did I handle it wrong? This and that. But at the end of the day, you have to be true to yourself and stand yeah. up for yourself. And like you say, like, treat yourself how you want to be treated. Like, mm-hmm. he did not, like I said, it started out as one thing, but it was how he ended up treating me in the situation that I was just like, Whoa, I, who is this person? I don't even know like who I've been dating for the last two months, you're not the same person. And I didn't, I would have never guessed that this is how you would have handled a big issue between us. And that just spoke volumes to me. Yeah. And I love that you are actually um, sharing this because one question that the women in my community always ask themselves, like, well, maybe I'm just being too picky. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, nine times out of 10, you're probably not being too picky. Um, and probably, and it's probably yeah. even more than that. Um, and I think a lot of times people think because they've been single for so long or this quote, they're still single or whatever it is, or divorced multiple times, um, they begin to think something's, you know, fundamentally wrong with them. They're too picky. They're flawed in some way. And, um, it's just nine, again, more than nine times out of 10, you know, that's never the case. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and Another question I want to ask you about that is, so one thing that I, that I teach my, um, my clients and the women inside my boot camp is this, um, process of what I call an authentic conversation, which is basically to, um, you know, if a boundary is being crossed or like there's, you know, like the non-negotiable that you were talking about earlier, or just like anything not feeling good in the relationship, I walk them through this process of how to express that to their partner without, feeling like it's coming across needy or confrontational. Um, and, you know, a lot of times women don't want to have this conversation because it could lead to conflict because maybe the guy just is really adverse to it. Like, you know, it sounds like this guy is that was for you. Um, or they're not going to hear what they want to hear or what they need to hear. And then that could into or lead to an end of the relationship. Um, and so they're scared because, you know, basically a bad situation, not a bad, but a less desirable situation could occur. Um, but I'm wondering if there is, you know, I know that you were like very upset and distraught by the situation, but I, I'm just wondering if there was a part of you that felt really empowered that you did, you know, stand your ground and um, honor your boundary. And even if, even though it didn't end up how you at the time would have liked it to be, um, is there still that sense of like, you know, feeling good about you know, staying true to yourself. Hell yeah. Like, absolutely. You know, I mean, as much as it sucks and I'm totally with your audience on that, like Mm -hmm. it's once you've been through enough uh, and I just wrote a blog about this literally called, Oh, what was it called? Um, it was called if only. And I, I had a moment two weeks ago where I 
was just sitting there thinking about all of the guys that I've dated and what's gone wrong with all of them and how they've all ended. And, you know, after a certain point, you can't help but ask, am I the problem? Like, Mm -hmm. am I awful? Is something so wrong with me that no, like I just keep not being able to make things work. And I sat there and I literally started writing down all of the reasons that I'm not with these guys anymore. And once I saw it on paper, I was like, I'm not the problem. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like the shit that I've gone through and the stuff that these guys have tried to pull, it's just, it was so empowering for me to sit there and write that down because I was just like, no, none of this stuff was worth putting up with. No one in the right mind would put up with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, fuck that. Like I'm awesome. And I just had, I can have, maybe it's who I'm choosing. I don't know. These guys are, I feel like so many of them are con men. Like I said, anyone can be great for a couple months and then they show me who they really are. And I'm like, damn it. Um, but yes, a short answer is yes. Even though, even though I, I think that it honestly, with this situation and with this guy, it was the first time that I I really, really stood up for myself. And honestly, I don't, I don't mind saying what it is because I would actually be very interested to hear from your listening audience if they've ever come across this or like, you know, whatever, but not to be super graphic, but it was, we did not see eye to eye in oral sex Mm -hmm. and he was not into, um, he wasn't a giver. And that's something that I need and Mm -hmm. I need that level of intimacy with someone. And it wasn't even so much that he, he, it was how I said, like the way he handled that he didn't want and didn't like to do it was Mm -hmm. so awful. Like he got, he was insulting and hurtful and said horrible things, um, Mm. that weren't only offensive to me, but are just offensive to women. And, um, you know, the bedroom is the most vulnerable place ever. And he, it's supposed to be a safe place with your partner where you feel desired and like you can not be, um, inhibited. And he, he, he ruined that for me. Um, and there was really no going back with the things that he said and, and the way that he handled it. He just made me feel like, a total freak for wanting something. Um, and it was awful, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just like, you know what? I was going to stay in that. Like I would, I would be so unfulfilled for however long we were dating. And I would just, I would just continue to grow this resentment and bitterness until, you know, either I did something horrible or like we would end eventually anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, like, you know, there'll be moments that I'll take a step back and be like, I can't believe that a relationship ended over that, but also I can, because it wasn't, it was, it was kind of like him, him not being willing to do that was a metaphor for so much else. Yeah, I agree. So, and not even to have be open to the conversation in a respectful way, because it's totally possible that it was just, it's not a big thing for him, but he could certainly, um, explore that with you in a, um, safe and intimate and comfortable, you know, way, but he clearly shattered that 
bridge of possibility, you know? He did. I mean, he, he rejected me and then said horrible things and then basically let me know that it was only going to happen when he, he felt like it. And Hmm. I was, I was just like, this is a weird power struggle and, um, nothing feels, nothing feels okay anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you made the right call. Yes. I think I I definitely did for sure. Yeah. And, um, I'm just, I'm just scrolling through the, that I think the blog post you're referring to on my phone. So we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. So, um, and then the other, the blog actually post that's right below that, the, the, um, oh shoot. What is that one called? The The, untired. uh, That one's so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, that that felt, that also felt really good. That one, that one sat more sad. Um, Mm. and if the, if only one I feel like is more empowering, but the I'm tired Mm. one came from a place where, you know, I mean, literally I'm tired. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of having to put myself through this stuff and deal with it. And it's so exhausting. And, you know, all of my, all of my best friends are, in very serious relationships. Two of them are married. Two of them are with the guys that they're going to marry. And, um, it's hard. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm out here on my own and, you know, they've never had to deal with an eighth of the shit that I've had to deal with. They've never been on dating apps. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's so, so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of the women in my community also feel like they're the only single one in their, their friends or the communities that they're in. And so, and I think that's why they like this community that I've created, the date yourself community so much, because even if they're not in the same city, they can still connect with each other in the Facebook group and, um, um, support each other and feel like they can share what's going on for them without feeling like, Oh, you're still single. Um, cause I think that's the sentiment they get from a lot of their friends and not meaning to, but I think that's just, um, kind of the, the reality of it. Um, well, this has been such an awesome conversation and I know that my audience will love this. And I forgot to tell you before we started, um, but I always ask my guests their favorite way to treat themselves. So now I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> but what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I, I always like, I always forget to give people the heads up and then I'm like, oops, well, it'll be. Whipsy. Um, no, it's fine. That's really easy. Cause I treat myself all the time um, and it's terrible. Um, but no, it's not I terrible. Treat, <laughs> well, I treat myself via, um, buying new clothes. Okay. <laughs> um, I love it. I love yeah, it so your Instagram much. account has a lot of great outfits, which Thank you. I should I... probably use some inspiration from because I just wear yoga clothes. <laughs> Now that I work from home and then when I'm outside of the home, I'm teaching yoga. So I literally oh my wear gosh. yoga. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I just, I've always had a, always had a little bit of a shopping problem, um, <laughs> but you know, I make myself feel better because it's not, I don't buy really expensive stuff. It just kind of like is all these little cheap things that add up, but mm-hmm. definitely, um, just like getting a few new pieces of clothing that make me that I put on and I feel so cute in, yeah. um, that's an awesome treat yourself for me. And then if I'm really down and just like, screw it, I hate everything. Then 
something with food. Um, and then, you know, and I, and I work out pretty consistently too. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I, if I want to quote unquote cheat, even though I hate that term, I will, you know, have pizza or queso or just like some mm-hmm. sort of, some sort of comfort, something that, um, I just feel like I deserve <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> makes me feel more happy inside. So food, food yes. and clothes. The case, the queso at Taco Diner is really good. <laughs> oh, yum! Yeah, I I also love the queso at Taco Joint. Um, okay, I haven't been there yet. My gosh, it's 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 like out of this world. So good. Okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love food too. And women in my community have been around for a while. Know that food is part of my story or body image is part of my story around dating and relationships. So there's no good and bad food. It's just simply on how it makes you feel. And sometimes oh. your soul needs deep fried chicken. So it does. <laughs> and then other days you're like, you feel, you just want to eat so clean yeah. and you feel wonderful about that. But then yeah. other days, you know, the next day you could say a salad sounds like the absolute worst thing in the world right now. And yeah. I can't deal with it, but yeah, exactly. I went out the other day to like a regular bar, you know, that has burgers and fries, but I just wasn't, and I love like having a good veggie burger. I'm a vegetarian with, um, with some sweet potato fries, like favorite thing ever, but I just wasn't feeling it. And I just, I got a salad at like a bar plate, like a bar food place. And it was great. It was exactly what I wanted. I was really glad for honoring what my body was craving rather than what I would. That kind of stuff, it really hits the spot. Even, even when you, even though you feel like, you're lying to yourself. You're really not. You're like, yeah. no, this is actually really delightful right yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. So shopping and food, love that. Great ways to treat yourself. Um, well, Emma, thank you so much for taking the time out to come on to Date Yourself Radio. And, you know, we're going to put everything in the show notes and, every, and and all that kind of fun stuff. But where can my audience um, find you? And what's the best ways for them to connect with you? Um, I would say Emma's thing.com. That's my blog. Okay. Um, and then if anyone ever wants to reach out to me, um, I, it's just Emma's thing at gmail.com. And I love getting emails and messages. It's like my favorite thing. It, okay. it, it keeps me going. It just Good. makes me remember like why I put myself out there. Like I do, because if I can, if I can make one, one person feel less, insane or like better about what they're going through than I've done what I, what I want to do. Awesome. I love that. And I'll also put your Instagram account just cause I like your Instagram account because oh, you're, you're my fashion inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. It was so wonderful to connect with you. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Hey y'all Veronica here. Before you go, I wanted to let you know that I open a few free sessions a week on my calendar just for you. If you're feeling stuck or like you're in a loop going through the same dating cycle again and again, I can help you get unstuck and start moving forward. In my free 30-minute dating clarity sessions, I'll help you uncover what's really blocking you from your ideal relationship, help you get clear on what the relationship you want looks like, and by the way, the more clear you are, the easier it is to attract it into your life, and you'll leave our session with more energy and motivation towards finding that special someone. I have limited slots each week for these calls, so to save yours, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity, and that's all smushed into one word. You might be wondering how we can accomplish so much in so little time. 
And here's the truth. I've worked with hundreds of women and I've spent hours crafting the perfect questions that help us get to the root of the matter pretty quickly. Some also say that my superpower is sensing what's blocking you so we can get a lot done in a short time. So again, to save your spot for these limited dating clarity sessions, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity. Scroll to the bottom of the page and you can sign up for your free session right there. I cannot wait to connect with you and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.